Hello and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today I'm speaking with Anne M. Martin, the author of numerous books for children, including the Babysitter's Club series, the Doll People series, the Newbery honor-winning novel A Corner of the Universe, Rain Rain, and many other books. This fall, Martin is helping open a new chapter in the world of a well-known and much-loved children's book character with the middle-grade novel Missy Piggle Wiggle and The Whatever Cure. In the book, Martin introduces the great niece of Betty McDonald's Mrs. Piggle Wiggle, famous for her ability to use a bit of magic to improve the less-than-wonderful habits of children. The new book, written in collaboration with Betty McDonald's great-granddaughter Annie Parnell and illustrator Ben Hatke, is being published in September by Fywell and Friends, which is sponsoring this podcast. Thank you for being here, Anne. Thank you. So this seems like such a fun project to be able to undertake. How did you uh, come to get attached to it? It is a a very fun project because I was a huge fan of the Mrs. Piggle Wiggle books when I was growing up. And when Jean Fywell and Liz Zabla at Macmillan um, approached me, I was thrilled. Uh, I think the idea started with Annie Parnell, Betty McDonald's great-granddaughter, who wanted to bring this world of Mrs. Piggle Wiggle back. And she um, approached Jean and Liz with the idea of Missy Piggle Wiggle, as you said, Mrs. Piggle Wiggle's great niece, who is a little bit younger and more contemporary and perhaps a little bit more hip than her her great aunt. And we thought that she might be a little bit more appealing to today's readers. And um, I said, yes, I, I was, as I said, just thrilled to be able to work on stories about this world that I had so much fun with when I was growing up. So I, I know this book, as you said, was written sort of in cooperation with Annie Parnell. Did she clever it with the writing? Was it a matter of you sort of taking some of these initial ideas about the character of Missy and running with it? In what ways did you work together? Annie had the idea to introduce Missy Piggle Wiggle as opposed to Mrs. Piggle Wiggle with the more contemporary twist. So in the beginning, she came to Jean Fywell and Liz Zabla with the idea and they asked me to write it. And then after that, the four of us worked together. We talked about how things might unfold in the first book, what sorts of things we wanted to preserve from the original books, what things might change. We talked about the characters a lot. And then I wrote um, an outline and Jean, Liz and Annie all looked at it and we talked about it and made some changes. And the same thing happened after I had finished the rough draft. Everybody uh, took a look at it and Annie had some great suggestions for things that should change. So So everybody has been involved from the beginning, but that's sort of how the work has unfolded. Annie, Jean, and Liz look at everything um, every step of the way, and I rely very heavily on Annie's expertise, especially in the the world that her great-grandmother created. That sounds very collaborative. Now, you said you you grew up with these stories. Did you also go back and sort of reread your way through them um, as you were diving into this book? Absolutely. Or actually, just before I began working on the book, I read all, I think there are five um, Mrs. Piggle Wiggle books, and I, with great delight, read all of them again, and was especially happy to reread my favorite Mrs. Piggle Wiggle story, which is called The Radish Cure. <laughs> I think I remember that one. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm curious, what struck you about them as, as an adult reader going back to them? Did anything sort of unexpected or new sort of strike you at these stories that you had loved uh, as a child? 
Yes, actually, um, a few things. One thing that struck me, maybe this is why I liked them, or one reason I liked them when I was a kid, but I wouldn't have been able to articulate this. But one thing that struck me now was just how clueless the parents are in these books, which, of course, as a child, I would have found hilarious and I, I found pretty funny now. But I had forgotten that aspect of the books that the the parents were so clueless, and that's why they need to turn to Mrs. Pigglewiggle when they are having problems with their children. And also the stories themselves are told in a rather sophisticated manner, um, and I had forgotten that, too. I was surprised uh, Betty McDonald does not talk down at all to readers, so I took, I took that to heart because it was fun to be able to write like that. And also, I think the very first Mrs. Pigglewiggle book was published in the late 1940s. 40s. So by the time I was reading the books in the early 1960s, they already seemed a little bit old fashioned, but it never, it didn't strike me as, as a kid that they were old fashioned. I loved them anyway. Thinking about sort of what you were discovering about um, the way those books were written and those sort of things, when you're putting this book together, were you thinking at all about sort of the balance between wanting to create a book in, in this world and in this tradition of the original books? but also at the same time sort of bringing your own voice or perspective to the story at all? Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to preserve Betty McDonald's voice as much as I could uh, without, well, it's hard to explain. I wanted to preserve her voice as much as I could, but as you said, bring my own perspective to it. And I, But I think it was more in terms of trying to create characters that were just a little bit more contemporary, but without knocking people over the heads with it. I mean, we do mention cell phones and that those sorts of things that didn't exist when the first books came out, but they're not a big part of the story. And one thing that I really did try to preserve was the incredibly clever way that Betty McDonald managed to have a world that is magical and fantastical, but it just blends in with the real world. And I loved that. Um, there's really no explanation for some of the, the very out there things, such as the fact that um, she has a pet pig, a Lester, who lives in the house with her. And um, Lester has terribly good manners and he can walk. He can't speak, but he can walk. He drinks a lot of coffee. And that's, it's never mentioned that there's anything at all unusual about that. And when the parents discover something that's annoying them with their children, you know, a, a child who won't go to bed on time or is a picky eater or whatever, they don't think twice about calling up a magical woman and asking for a cure that might be a pill or something for their children. It's just all part of the story. And I thought that was delightful. So I wanted to, um, preserve those aspects of the world that she had created. Well, you know, as you say, there are mentions of, you know, a flat screen TV or a free range chicken nuggets in the book, <laughs> but the issues that the kids are struggling with some of the, the bad habits, this is not like video game addiction or things like that. Like a, right. lot of, a lot of these seem like, you know, these are challenges that could have easily appeared in some of the earlier books. Do you feel like that's maybe a way of saying on some level that like, despite the internet and any number of other developments and changes over, over the decades that kids and maybe parents are at heart essentially still the same? Yes, absolutely. I mean, there is something that's timeless and universal about these stories. And again, that was, I think, some of the brilliance of Fetty McDonald's books that they just, they carry through 50, 60, 70 years later and everything holds up without making too many changes. 
And, you know, as you mentioned with uh, Lester the pig, uh, you brought back <laughs> several animals from the earlier books. Um, yes. Was that sort of part of the plan that you and Annie and the editors all had in mind early on? Yes, absolutely. And Missy is residing in the Upside Down house, too. So the world really is there. It's just that Missy Piggle Wiggle is, is the star and she's younger. She's, and she's going to have some, some romantic interests as the, the stories unfold. And we just thought that she would be somebody that the kids in the town in the, the story might have, um, a little bit more ease relating to than Mrs. Piggle Wiggle, who is supposed to be quite old. But yes, we, we kept all the animals and the upside down house. I don't think that there are any of the children from the previous series. I think all the kids who are presented who have, who come to her with their problems, um, I, I, those are all new characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, new characters with new names. And we, we probably yes. should talk a little bit about the names. <laughs> uh, you know, you've got the rowdy, the free for all family, the, um, we have Heavenly Earwig. Yeah. Uh, uh, Samantha Tickle, uh, you know, I'm, obviously you were looking back at the names that were appearing in the original yeah. books, but is, is there an art to coming up with the sort of perfect names for these children and adults? <laughs> the, I think truly the art is that I'm having so much fun with it. I make myself laugh sometimes, but it, I think the the name from the earlier books that first really caught my attention, they're all terribly funny too, but the one that caught my attention was... I can't remember the woman's first name, but her last name was Workbasket, Mrs. Workbasket. And I thought, okay, that is just my, my ticket to having an awful lot of fun with the names here. So I just have lists of names, first and last names. And it's, it's great fun. I know if I make myself laugh, then it's a good name and they really don't have to make a whole lot of sense. So yeah, that was again, one of the wonderful things that, um, that Betty McDonald did that was just great fun to run with. Mm-hmm. And as in the original stories, there's, uh, I don't know if this is the right phrase, but there's a certain degree of sort of poetic justice to the, the, the solutions that Missy develops for uh, the children's various struggles. Um, I know you mentioned Radish Cure was one of your favorites from the originals, but from the new collection, are there any uh, of the, the sort of stories that you, you felt especially happy with uh, how it turned out? Actually, the, the, one of the ones that I was the happiest with, it was the most fun to write I'm going to turn to the book so that I get everything right here. Again, they were all fun. I liked the gum smacking cure. That was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Certainly okay. to start with a kid who's been raised on basically uh, quinoa and banana chips and suddenly yeah. turning into a bubblegum <laughs> addict. <laughs> and that's another thing that's, that's, again, just a lot of fun is to to create these new families, to to delve into the characters in the family, to set them up then to set up the problem and then to to set out the cure it's it's really fun it's almost as if each chapter is a short story and one of my favorite things when i'm writing is to create characters so here i have um a book in which each chapter um or almost each chapter presents uh new characters um so yeah that's been a, that's been a lot of fun too but yes i did have well i like the whatever cure of course too but the gum smacking cure and i did very much like setting it up with with this um, healthy family until their son discovers bubble gum. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> well, also, you know, and I don't think it spoils too much to talk about it, but um, I thought it was noteworthy that in the final chapter of the book, you sort of turn Missy's attention on uh, some parents that need, uh, who, with some habits that maybe need a little adjustment. Yes. Uh, do you feel like that was an important decision with the book? Absolutely. And that was um, one of Annie Parnell's suggestions. And I thought it was it was a great suggestion um, to center some of the stories more on, not ju- just on the kids, but on the, the families as a whole. And um, I love turning the tables a little bit and uh, having a cure for the parents. I thought that was a great idea. And so uh, so what comes next at this point? Uh, are, are there plans for, for the fall when the book comes out that you're going to be involved with? Yes, I'm not exactly sure what those plans are at the moment, but the response so far to the book has been very positive. And um, I'm just thrilled. And again, this has really been sort of a dream project to be able to to work with characters and, and this world that meant so much to me when I was growing up. And, and I, I got the impression both from what you said, but also at the end of the book that the door is open for uh, for future uh, stories about Missy? Yes, absolutely. Very good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, congratulations on this new book and thank, thank you again you. for speaking with me. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Once again, I've been speaking with Anne M. Martin, who along with Annie Parnell is adding a new chapter to the Piggle Wiggle story in Missy Piggle Wiggle and the Whatever Cure, out in September from Fywell and Friends. Thank you for listening to PW Kids Cast. 